Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Good morning, everybody. Today is July 4th, 2022. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled Wampum Prayer. Happy National Women's Day off, formerly known as Independence Day, but obviously we can't call it that anymore because we are not independent. We do not have autonomy over our bodies. We are getting our rights slowly stripped away from us. So the moniker Independence Day is inaccurate. Today is National Women's Day Off. Please, women, take a day off. In 1975, 90% of women in Iceland walked out on their jobs and responsibilities to fight for equal rights. Men and the entire country could not cope. One year later, laws were passed for women's equal rights. So the call to arms or the call to action is July 3rd through July 5th, which is technically tomorrow because today is a federal holiday. So you missing work might not have any effect. You might have already gotten paid and have the day off for work. But from July 3rd to July 5th, no spending. Buy everything you need later or before. And before is already happened. So later, buy it later. You don't need it. Fill up your gas tank before. Sorry, I didn't warn you. Do not go out and do not eat or drink. <laughs> uh, you can eat or drink the stuff that you have at your house. I'm going to put the caveat on that. I'm going to put a little asterisk there. You can eat and drink just things you have at home. Do not spend a dime on anything. If you can, do not go to work on July 5th. Let them know and share and encourage others to do the same. I mean, how can we celebrate a country? How can we celebrate a country? This stripping away our rights is taking away our rights. We women, we gays, we minorities, we indigenous folks, they are, we are getting our rights stripped away from us as we speak. And it's bleak and it's not anything to celebrate, certainly now. So in response to what happened a few days ago, please do not wear red, white, or blue blue today. Instead, if you support women or people with uteruses, wear pink. If you support indigenous people, wear orange. If you support the rebellion and the anti-flag, wear black. And if you support the right to choose, wear green. So wear a rainbow. Wear a rainbow today, but don't. Oh, try to see if you can avoid red, white, and blue. What else did you expect? The bag said, you may not want to talk about this today. You may not feel up to speaking on the matter, but I will. And the bag gave us wampum prayer. And the first thing I thought when I pulled it out of the bag was to put it back in the bag. Like I can't do a show on a 45 second song, but then I realized, oh, it's 4th of July. It's the exact right number. Not that I would have put it in the bag. I would have had to do it anyway, but thank God I made the link. I thank God I realized, because I currently right now it's Sunday. It's Sunday, three o'clock in the afternoon. And tomorrow I'm going to do nothing. I'm not spending any money. I'm not even going to go drink. There's nothing to celebrate. I've been invited to a barbecue. I'm not going to eat barbecue. First of all, I don't eat meat. I'm vegan. It was rough on tour, y'all. But being in control of my environment here, being able to cook for myself and like make my own choices, as opposed to on the road when some of these stops, some of these cities are really, really bleak, especially the middle of the country. Anyhow, so I'm vegan, so I can't go to the barbecue. I, was, I wouldn't go anyway. I'm not, I have nothing to celebrate. I have nothing to celebrate. I need to sort all of this out. I'm very angry. I think that we're all a little angry. If you're paying attention, you should be angry. If you're not angry, then you're just stupid or you don't care. How else can you react when you know something so unfair when the man of the hour can kill half the world in war, make them slaves to a superpower and let them die poor? Yeah, I was locked into being my mother's daughter. I was just eating bread and water. Okay, I've been in a huge Ani DeFranco mood lately. I'm sorry to combine. Ani DeFranco and Tori Amos, they would both probably skin me alive, but I'm not perpetuating that narrative. Female musicians, both fantastic. I recently had the occasion to see Ani DeFranco with a bunch of my friends at the Ford, and I've only seen her one other time in 1998. It's like no time had passed. She was much more relaxed. It's like she gracefully, she aged gracefully, and she just her voice sounds exactly the same, and she settled into this just comfortable. She used to be to me a little erratic and just kind of <laughs> like it was just a lot. It was a lot to deal with, but she seemed very calm. I mean, just very focused. And I really, I don't know. I really have been on an Ani DeFranco kick ever since. I've been listening to all the albums and ranking them in my Instagram stories. I'm sure you know, if you were looking, the interesting thing is that I'm approaching the album where I left Ani behind. Reveling and Reckoning was the last time I really listened to Ani DeFranco. So all of the next round is going to be new stuff. Anyway, that's not the point. If you're not angry, then I question... I question if you're paying attention or if you if you care at all about other people, especially if you're not angry and you're not a woman or you're not someone who identifies as female 
if you're not angry, then I feel like you have no empathy. You have, you have nothing. You have nothing left to offer me. Because I just had this like, it's such an unsettling feeling. It's just such this, like this depression. This national, should be national depression, but there's like another word for it. Like when you have this depression from the cosmos, it's like a cosmic depression or this cosmic misalignment. I don't know. It's like a, a national, <laughs> it's like a national crisis what we're in. These, these Supreme Court justices, I can't. So I was doing research on wampum. Wampum prayer from 2002's Scarlet's Walk. In our hand, an old, old thread. Trail of blood and amens. Greed is the gift for the sons of sons. Hear this prayer of the wampum. This is the tie that will bind us. And everybody knows, or maybe you don't know, but a wampum is a small, white shell, soft shell bead that you string on a on a, well, that you string on, you make jewelry out of, and it was used as currency. And in the album order, she says this very interesting thing about wampum, which really kind of opened a door for me. So in wampum, Scarlet hears this prayer of the land. She gets this like Apache area and hears this medicine woman singing from the land. And that's presumably what wampum the song is, this prayer of this currency or this shell beads prayer. And so she starts to follow this trail, this voice, this story that she's picking up historically. So on some level, I guess, the Aboriginal idea of song lines has begun to sort of wrap itself around that another culture is sort of supporting this concept that a song is determining where she goes. But if you don't know the song, you can't get into the next land space. That's how song lines work. And I'm like, okay, what about wampum prayer takes her into Don't Make Me Come to Vegas? Like, to me, that's always been the strangest transition on the album. But... If this is wampum, if that is currency, if it's a money prayer, and she's saying, even in Virginia, we knew when the white brother found white shell beads wrapped around her skin. Like, we knew then. So greed is the gift for the sons of sons. Greed is what we are passing down from generation to generation from and on this stolen land of ours, all of the land. I'm talking... I'm just I'm talking plat from the from the first from the first touchdown into this native region from the first touchdown stolen land. So this greed is what we're passing on from generation to generation. Of course it makes sense then that this desire this capitalist desire would take Scarlet to Vegas, right? And so that is just sort of an iteration that is sort of the next generation of this wampum prayer. This is the tie that will bind us. We will forever be bound from the slaughter and the stealing of this land. And with that idea in mind, I was sort of thinking about the history of American greed and like the history of the land, getting our land stolen, everything stolen, but it's not just the conquest of the Native American land. It's everything. It's our blood history. It's from slavery, you know, from the moment slavery began, from the moment we touched down, And so I found this article on the National Black Chamber of Commerce website by Harry C. Alford, who unfortunately passed away um, last year. I found this article to be really moving um, and concise and clear and and factual. You know, I'm a Virgo. I like my facts and I like them laid out in a very specific way that I can follow. And here it is, beyond the rhetoric. I like to get beyond the rhetoric myself. Conquest and greed, what made America great. So we think of ourselves. And if you need a reason, you don't need it. I don't think you need a reason to not celebrate the 4th of July this year. It's not just the 4th of July. There's that TikTok trend and the Twitter trend cancel 4th of July, I think, or 4th of July canceled. It's not the 4th of July. The the date means nothing. It's the idea that it's Independence Day, that we're going to sit here and pop off fireworks, which represent cannons, which fireworks, which represent the bombs, that the bombs golden glaze or whatever, and the bombs red glare, whatever. What you, The song. I don't remember. I can barely keep Tori Amos lyrics in my head. It's Sunday. It's Sunday, and I'm a little high. And also... I'm having coffee. So you know what? It's fine. It's fine. I don't remember those lyrics. And my boyfriend is texting me. Hold on one second. So I'm expected to sit here and, and, and Los Angeles people are known for being assholes. So the fireworks, even though I think it's illegal in this county, so the fireworks are just, they're just like bombs. They make the cars go off for like 15 minutes. The dogs are howling. It's terrible. I hate it here. These people are inconsiderate. So... 
anyhow, I'm supposed to be sitting and eating a hot dog while celebrating American freedom, knowing, celebrating American independence, knowing full well that we are not independent, that something major has happened and continues to brew and bubble under. Like, let's, oh, let's do same-sex marriage next. Ooh, let's do separation of church and state next. Ooh, let's do climate change next. All of this... This is just, it's a lot. So anyhow, I found this article, Beyond the Rhetoric, by Harry C. Alford. And I'm sorry to be getting mad, but guess what? You're not celebrating Independence Day today either. You're sitting here listening to this, and I respect you for it. And you know what? Share it with your friends, because they shouldn't be celebrating it either. No one should. And I'm going to pull another song out of the bag to tell me how to direct this conversation. Wampum prayer. Strange little girl, where are you going? That is what you say to anyone who is inviting you to any kind of party. Where are you going? Strange little girl, where are you going? That makes sense, right? Somehow? Okay. Beyond the Rhetoric by Harry C. Alford. Conquest and greed, what made America great, as in America the Great. What anxiety and conflict we have when our government engages in regime change or empire building, Vietnam nearly tore us apart, and Iraq is certainly no laughing matter, all the while we are saber-rattling at Iran. What we must understand is that this bellicose manner coming from our leaders is part of our American heritage. Mic drop. They taught us in grade school that America is the land of the free and that God has blessed us because we are pure at heart. God doesn't like ugly, and I seriously doubt that he would bless the slavery, genocide, empire building that we have done. Oh, it has made us great, all right, but I seriously doubt that it was a cause for blessing. Now, the idea of great, I think in two parts, the idea of like great, we are great slash good, you know, blessed, that idea of great, but also great, like landmass. We are great. America, the fat. America, the wide. America, the enormous. Almost instantly, as soon as the European invaders landed on what is now the United States of America, we began genocide and organized land theft. The indigenous people, later to be incorrectly called Indians, were minding their own fucking business. The murder and annihilation of their population was immediate and thorough. At the same time, the most egregious act upon mankind got into full swing. The ugly business of human slavery began from Brazil to North America. Millions died along the slave routes, and those who made it had very short short lives to live. Lives resembling hell on earth is what waited for them in the new world. They killed the indigenous people so that they could seize their land and parcel it out amongst themselves. They killed the indigenous people so that they could seize their land and parcel it out amongst themselves. Then they brought in slaves for free labor. America got off to a great start, all right. Free land and free labor. You can't lose with that hand. So, I mean, of course we're profiting because we're profiting off the backs of people that we've slaughtered and people that have come in to run our land run our land for free after we ran the british out and became an independent nation thanks to thomas paine Anybody know Thomas Paine wrote Common Sense? Anyhow, after we ran the British out and became an independent nation, we started looking for more. Foolishly, we tested the British one more time by trying to seize Canada from them. The War of 1812 gave us a bitter lesson. They taught us in school that we never lost a war, but we lost the War of 1812, our first war as an independent nation. The British weren't giving up Canada. Even though they were engaged in a bitter war with France, they took the time and resources to give us a sounding whipping. That lesson didn't last long, though. We stole Florida from the Spanish. We bought the Louisiana Purchase 800,000 square miles in a fire sale from the French who were nearly bankrupt from fighting wars in Haiti and the majority of Europe. We seized more land from the indigenous people like Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, and so forth from here to Oklahoma. I'm coming after you. That wasn't enough. We then inspired the master theft of Texas from Mexico, and within two decades, we started the Mexican American War and seized from Mexico, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, and California. You know, the land that we say needs big border protection from the invading Mexican immigrants right now. Lewis and Clark were commissioned to explore the land acquired from the Louisiana Purchase. Their biggest mission was to assess the strengths, their biggest mission was to assess the strengths and weaknesses of the people living on the land. Their assessment was that the buffalo was the economic factor of life in this territory. It was the food, shelter, and common money exchange amongst the people. So soon after their report was submitted, this nation, the United States of America, sent hunters in to wipe out the buffalo population and bring economic anarchy to the people. 
Land rushes were encouraged. Human charges such as the Boomer Sooners in Oklahoma and the 49ers in California led crazy land grabs. The wagon trains became constant with the U.S. cavalry leading a trail of blood along the way. This nation even had freed slaves conduct some of the genocide through their participation in the cavalry. 40% of the Western cavalry was made up of Buffalo soldiers. We went through other trumped-up wars such as the Spanish-American War and fire sales to acquire at Puerto Rico, the Philippines, Hawaii, Alaska, Guam, and other territories. There was an historical amount of bloodshed and civilization destruction such as giving blankets laced with smallpox to Indian reservations, the Tuskegee experiment, and so much more. After slavery came a very thorough form of Jim Crow, a.k.a. apartheid. It was so thorough that the South African government modeled its apartheid after that of the United States. They modeled their apartheid after the apartheid in the United States. Think, let that sink in. Let that sink in. The free land and massive infusion of free and later cheap labor made it quite easy for the United States to be ready and take advantage of the Industrial Revolution. Of course we were ready. Of course we could be great. We were well prepared and prospered from it. It made us a military and industrial might during the 20th century. We are economically great from less than holy experiences. Instead of touting that we are blessed and great because of our love of freedom, perhaps we should pray for forgiveness and ask to be blessed with kindness and a truly spiritual way of life for ourselves and others in the future. So that is an article by Mr. Harry C. Alford, who was the co-founder, president, CEO of the National Black Chamber of Commerce. He unfortunately died in 2021. Um, But I fucking love that article. And it really just kind of puts everything into perspective that we continue to grow. We continue to get great. We continue to expand our mass because of off the backs of everybody, off of the slaughter of everybody, off of organized land theft and the annihilation of people like of whole civilizations of whole civilizations and their whole ways of living i'm not celebrating independence day today and i question why i ever did if i ever did it's always kind of sat wrong with me it's always kind of just i remember back in a college i remember back like in my first year of college everybody went it was in las cruces and everybody went to this uh concert at corbett center which is like our student union but it was this like concert and fireworks display and i sat there on the lawn with my friends these aren't even this isn't even my family who i was constantly moody around these this was my friends who i was never moody around and i just got really moody i was just like i don't want to be here i can't believe you're forcing me to be here at this stupid like american independence thing it was so dumb and i never knew why but it just never it always just made me feel very out of place at war with my beliefs even when i hadn't fully fully fleshed out my beliefs. So that's interesting. But money is the tie that will bind us. The only way that we can talk, wampum says, is with money. I call it wampum, even though Tori calls it wampum, right? Wampum. Yeah, she calls it wampum. But I call it wampum because my friend Danica, Danica Lamb, has always called it wampum. And I love it. Anyhow, greed is the tie that will bind us. Money is what talks. And so today, don't spend your money. And you know what? I wish that I had known about this organized boycott before, and I, I'm going to keep up on these organized boycotts because I, I – have you read Sissy Strada? As an old theater queer me, I <laughs> – Sissy Strada – I mean Liz, Liz Estrada. Liz Estrada is a play, an old Greek play where the women boycott the war by refusing to have sex with the men, and the men – then have to cancel the war because they want sex. Even the gay guys won't have sex with the men. Like the women and the gay guys band together, Liz Estrada, so that they won't have sex. Like they shut down shop until the war ends. And so the men end the war. Great. Well, there was a gay version that I production managed at the celebration called Sissy Strata, where the bottoms shut down <laughs> sex with the tops. And even the women joined the bottoms and they wouldn't relieve the tops. So that's why I think that we need a sort of revolution like that. And I'm, I'm poking fun, but honestly... We got to do something. We need to we need to restore. We need to set. First of all, the only hope that I have is that Donald Trump is going to jail. But if he does go to jail, it follows Hitler's path because Hitler served time in jail after trying and failing to seize power in an upheaval or an insurrection. You might call it. He was sentenced to five years in jail. So only served nine months and got out and then became the Hitler that we know and appreciate as the Antichrist. So I feel like uh, history is repeating itself and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy National Women's Day off. And I think women should have every day off. You know what? Take the day off. Take the take the month off, ladies.
and gaybies and babies. We got a lot on our minds. I, we, we, <laughs> who can work under these conditions? Anyhow, it's time for New Music Monday, and I do so enjoy doing New Music Monday. I hope you enjoy listening. And here's just a collection of things that have come out recently. Things, songs, things, songs, things, thinking songs. These are thinking songs that have come out recently that I enjoy. Plus, maybe some old tunes. Okay, bye. In a hand an old, old, old thread Trail of blood And a man's greed is the gift For the sons of sons Hear this prayer of the wombum This is the tie that will bind Yeah. 
human, not a man. Understand the difference in the strand. Just a body made of glass. When I break, I fix myself real fast.
Silence is golden, it's golden, it's golden. Silence is golden, it's golden, it's golden.
I went walking home alone, past all the bars and corner delis. When I thought, please call, call my name, and I said, Hey, let's grab a beer. It's awful late. I know you're here, and we wouldn't even have to pay, 'cause you are God and you're revered. Why doesn't it get better with time? I'm becoming all alone again.
Out of town, life got us going. Life got us going. Up and down. Who's coming? Who's coming? Far out ratios. Far out ratios. Who's coming? Life got us going. Got us knowing. Got us floating. Freeing. Fleeing. Life got us on the run. Runaways. Life got us on a run. We run away. Life got us going. Woody Shaw. Woody Shaw. Elevator out of town. Woody Shaw. Elevator out of town. Life got us confused. Life got us confused. Where are we going? Going, going. Who's coming? Who's coming? Life got us going. Sometimes innovators don't get the just due that they should. But he's known by all musicians, all jazz musicians know him and respect him. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
September the second, two thousand seventeen. That's your discharge date etched in your soul. It's been nearly two years now, gone by so fast. Like the fast food restaurants they built while you were away. Pull into the drive-through, speak into a bar. Discard the paper wrappers when you're through. These people can't comprehend the choices you make. So you don't tell them. Some blame the action on the government. It's all orders for these lily white comrades. They hang up their guns on a nail of rose water. Participate in their grandson's parade, but you know you had more choices than they let on. A soldier is not a cock, but a man like any other. These thoughts you revisit every time you turn on a movie and see a depiction that is far from your experience. Oh, oh, oh unproud warrior, unproud. Seventeen when you enlisted. You remember? Essie Hinton wrote The Outsiders when she was just fifteen. Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. She was just nineteen. And at 23, Stephen Crane published the Red Badge of Courage, which is still known as one of the most realistic depictions of war. Even though Crane was born after the Civil War ended. Maybe sentiments of regret are not all that unrelatable. You've always taken lessons. 
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.